the property pod. Pod. pod welcome to the property pod with moneyweb the property sector is an ever-changing sector and in this podcast series your host suren naidu chats to movers and shakers in the property industry hello you're listening to the latest edition of the property pod joining us on the podcast today is stefano contado ceo of improvon a major unlisted logistics-focused property group. Improvon has significant interest in the commercial property space in South Africa and a few countries in the rest of Africa. The group recently launched a new 1.3 billion rand logistics and warehouse property development, dubbed the Dakota Precinct, near Rand Airport in Johannesburg. Stefano is on the property pod to tell us more. Welcome, Stefano. Hi, thanks for having me. First off, give us some brief insight into Improvon as a group. What's the scale of its portfolio and how long has it been going? So Improvon was founded back in 1994 by four brothers. And over time, you know, it has continued to be focused purely on warehousing, distribution, um, property in the South African um, space. Over time, as you mentioned, we've now expanded into sub-Saharan Africa and have developments in Zambia and in Kenya. One of our major strengths is the ability that we combine our construction, development, management, administration sides of the business to develop and build our own funds. And over the time, over these many years, we've obviously built up a substantial number of buildings and then you know, recycled and sold off and built new buildings. And at current standards, we sit with uh, around um, 120 tenants in the portfolio. Um, in excess of 680,000 square meters in the South African landscape of um, leased tenanted income yielding properties and quite a substantial um, portfolio, which is purely warehousing distribution. And I think one of the interesting things that stand out about it is because of our sole focus and um, dedication to that sector over time, we're probably one of the purest warehousing distribution focused uh, portfolios or funds in the country. And with this, obviously, you know, over time, we looked at the, the ability to grow in the South African context, the South African landscape, and we've tried to translate that into the sub-Saharan market space. And we're seeing, you know, good momentum building, especially in Kenya. We're in Nairobi. We have a 40-hectare park there, and we're busy starting to develop that out and roll that out and creating a similar um, A-grade quality warehousing distribution logistics park. Stefano, I saw in the press release the portfolio is worth around $9 billion. Is that your current portfolio of assets? I'm sure if you total all that you've developed over the years, it's much more even though you've recycled those assets. Yeah, so over the years, um, we've developed in excess of a million square meters of space. Um, you know, so the number is probably substantially more in terms of what we've developed. But as you're all well aware, property is a factor of time. And you know, especially in our space now um, in sub-Saharan Africa, it's also a factor of exchange rates. So depending on the day, the value of the portfolio fluctuates. But in rough terms, I'd say you know, you, you're pretty close there in terms of the $9 billion mark. But you know, obviously, we've got a series of um, investors and shareholders. And that's pretty much the, the, the gist of where the portfolio sits now, yeah. Talking about some of your partners, either joint venture partners, and that sort of thing, I see Actus, which is also quite active in the Southern African or African property space, is, is one of your partners on some of your projects. Do you want to give us insight on some of the partners that you've worked with? 
I'll go to Dakota specifically shortly, but with Dakota, there's mention of Nedbank property partners, for example. Over the years, we've worked with many partners. I mean, the, the one thing about property, especially at a significant level, you know, it's, it's the scale is immense, and often it requires multiple um, investors to ensure we develop, you know, world-class A-grade development. Um, so in the mix, obviously, we've we've dealt with in the past uh, the likes of Growth Point. We've dealt with Fortress in the past, um, and we still have investments and um, co-developments with them. We've recently gone into a venture with Interprop, who you know we we're looking forward to um, building out with them. We see that being a a really a strong and like-minded alignment, which we're looking forward to venturing into. Actus was really the catalyst for our sub-Saharan African expansion. And, you know, with their presence and having been established across sub-Saharan Africa and specifically in the likes of Zambia and, and Nairobi, we've got offices in Nairobi, which is obviously an, an Actus-based um, initiative, you know, that allowed us to be able to translate into those various jurisdictions. And it obviously provides us with the footing to be able to grow quite nicely there. Coming back closer to home in the Rand Airport Development Dakota Precinct, our partnership there with NetBank Property Partners is also a new venture for us. Again, we, we like the fact that it's a very like-minded team. We get on incredibly well with the guys. And obviously, in the past, we've done quite a bit of work with NetBank Property Finance. And having the ability to translate this into a an equity partnership with a different division of NetBank and Property Partners, I think we see um, that, that venture being able to grow into something um, more significant over time. And, you know, we, we quite like the the alignment there and especially the fact that, you know, coming out of a bank specifically, they don't necessarily compete with us and rather partner with us. And it's quite a, it's a very interesting alignment and something that we, we're looking forward to exploring and growing into the future. On Dakota specifically, that's the newest development or the one that's recently been launched. We know of the I talk logistics, generally logistics property, but you specifically talking distribution and warehousing, which is part of that almost a boom market. It's very sexy at the moment. Everybody's talking about it with the growth in online, but there are other contributing factors. Of course, Johannesburg being so close to neighboring African countries and being an economic hub also contributes to the warehousing Historically, it was in demand, and now it's growing with online, for example. Who are you targeting at the new development? And give us a little bit more insight into the scale and the rollout plans. So firstly, I'd just like to um, expand a little bit on the distinction that I make maybe between logistics and the warehousing distribution space. And firstly, I think you know, logistics is a term that gets bandied about quite um, uh, loosely. But in reality, you know, logistics is a very, very specific class of um, industrial property. And there's very, very limited logistics um, users around the country, pure mm. logistics users. And what you'll find is that the majority of warehousing distribution operations employ a portion of logistics. But to the large degree, these um, buildings you know, are utilized for the storage and distribution of products. And sometimes you know, there's a bit of beneficiation in the sense that you know, they add a bit of value to the product and there's light um, assembly or manufacturing mm. and packaging. But essentially, you know, this class of industrial space is quite distinct because it sets itself aside from what we've seen in the past in that in the past industrial space was seen as and it kind of had a stigma around it as being you know heavy industrial you had 
billowing smoke and you know these buildings were old and gray mm. and the other things that characterized that type of space was the fact that it was probably decentralized from your major nodes within mm. the cities it was characterized by very high coverage and by that i mean that the buildings covered 70 to 80 percent of a particular site and there wasn't much space for trucks to come in offload mm. and do their things and you know the buildings were built for manufacturing so the buildings were typically quite low they didn't have natural light for people to be able to work in, uh, normally it was lit, you know, by artificial means. It's a totally different class to what we're seeing today. The focus from our side is to develop warehouses that are flexible and um, would be able to accommodate the various types of industrial spectrums with the main focus being on warehousing distribution and logistics. So in that, you see these buildings are now characterized by low coverage. I mean, typically buildings only cover 50% of the site. Mm. And the big thing on that is that it obviously allows significant circulation for trucks and, and vehicles and offloading and loading and you know, material handling equipment, mm. which lends itself to um, logistics. Secondly, these buildings, you know, the focus from our side is on quality yards and floors in the buildings. The yards allowing the circulation, the floors in the building specifically allowing the tenant to rack the building so they can get the maximum use out of the volumetric capacity of the building. So our buildings are designed at minimum heights of like seven meters to the wow. eaves, which is a small building, and they go all the way up to 21 meters to the eaves in the larger buildings. Um, our take-a-lot facility in Cape Town, I think, stands at 32 meters in the apex of the building. It's significantly, wow. you know, it's, a, it's, it's a really, really high and allows the guys to stack and use that volumetric capacity. The other, you know, the other sides of it is that these properties are all focused around major um, distribution or consumption centers, rather, and are found in close proximity to major arterials. Mm -hmm. So all of our buildings in our portfolio sits within, I think the furthest is possibly three kilometers from a major arterial, but I think 80% is within one kilometer of major arterials. So easy access and distribution to the parks. And you know, we see that coming through again as a consistent theme and trend in the um, Dakota precinct at Rand Airport, where we are situated on the N17 highway. We have mm -hmm. direct exposure onto the highway. The main on-ramp to the highway is less than a kilometer away from our precinct. And with that, you know, it enjoys excessively um, good distribution opportunities onto the N3 north and south, on the N17 to the east and west, the M2 east and west, and as well as good access back onto the R21, which is a really strong growing node as well, mm. going north and south to the um, Pretoria nodes, and that's off the N17 as well. So great accessibility to the site, and that's one of the major fundamentals of any good property mm. development is the accessibility to the site. And then the fundamental design of the actual precinct. So where in the precinct we have a fully electrified um, perimeter fence with, fence with a single point of access through a 24-hour manned control gatehouse. We've then got large um, boulevards, wide boulevards to allow for you know good circulation within the park. Mm. Inside the various precincts is lots of space so you can park trucks, you can offload, onload in convenience. Um, and in an environment which is characterized by the fact that we've got indigenous landscaping which contributes to the sustainability of the park. We're also obviously looking to use as much um, green technology. So, you know, LED lighting um, where possible, you know, the electric fences obviously also run off um, photovoltaic panels. So as much sustainable integration as possible. Mm. Attenuation and retention ponds for irrigation of the, um, of the park and, you know, conscious use of our resources and um, design to make the buildings as energy efficient as possible. So with that, you know, we're targeting 
modern day users, anybody who needs warehousing distribution facilities, um, the guys who need to make use of these volumetric um, maximization of volumetric capacity in the buildings. And um, the intention from our side is that the actual, the physical location of the Dakota precinct sitting south of Johannesburg on these major arterials is a great place for businesses who bring product up from the coast, from the port down in Durban, to bring it into Johannesburg, break bulk, and then distribute into the various nodes around Johannesburg. Mm. And with that, we're able to offer a, a reasonably good value proposition, which we believe is better price than other options around Johannesburg and provide the right type of access and environment. So it's a premium A-grade product at a very competitive price. So 1.3 billion rand, the first phase was launched. How long will it take for the full rollout and what will its overall scale be once fully complete? So the full scale is around 1.3 billion and we mm. expect the, the build-out to be over the next five to seven years, mm. depending on market conditions. Um, so the first phase comprises of um, the first little precinct of um, MIDI units, which is only about 7,500 squares, but the mm. full first phase is roughly 20,000 squares in scale. We split the full development up into five different phases just so that it makes it more manageable from a servicing and planning perspective. And like that, we've got anticipated or intended type developments for those various phases. But obviously, depending on demand and what we see coming through from the market, we expect to be able to, you know, we're flexible enough to change those various planned developments for the phases and execute what the market wants and obviously try and get it to market as quickly as possible. Fantastic. Uh, Stefano, we've run out of time. Just lastly, before you go, as Improve On, your unlisted company, any plans perhaps of a listing on the JSC or maybe in Mauritius in the pipeline in the future? So probably not in Mauritius, but obviously one doesn't want to um, rule out any of the options that are available to us. As an unlisted, um, or as a private company rather, you know, we need to be conscious of how we raise funds and how we um, grow the business into the future. And obviously listing is a um, potential way in which we could do so and meet our future demands for growth. But as, as things stands, we have no formal plans to list at the mm. moment. We will have to leave it there, Stefano. Thanks so much for your time. That was Stefano Contado, CEO of Improvon. Thanks for listening to the MoneyWeb Property Pod with Suren Naidu. Brought to you by Asset, South Africa's leading digital commercial property magazine. To listen to more episodes, go to moneyweb.co.za or the MoneyWeb app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates. Follow Suren on Twitter at Suren Naidu for more of his property industry content and other business stories. The Property Pod. Pod. Pod.